Why, hello, and welcome to Biblical Chile. If you'll be so kind as to come this way, I'll find you a place to take that load off. They're just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. If this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. See, around these parts, we speak openly about the questions that people have on their daily walk with Christ. He said where the question of whether it's right or wrong to be angry with God stops right after you're done venting and whether you're willing to listen to what God has to say or not. We rely on the Bible for answers and direction. But this is not your regular Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, see, you, but you guys are white. I'm Latin. So Latins are way more passionate. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Latin. We value your perspective, and we want you to join in the conversation. The fellas will tell you how you can do that once they get started. When I think of uh, an iconic person, or even a made-up person, being angry at God, I think of Lieutenant Diane. Ah, well, looky here, an open seat right up front. Grab your Bible and your favorite drink. They're just about to start. Oh, there's the door. Listen, I'll check in on you later. I got to go. Order up. Welcome back, everyone, to Biblical Chili. Is it okay to be mad at God? This is Justin. This is Tom. This is Mike. This is Sully. So um, let's start off with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this opportunity to be amongst friends and just the opportunity to start asking questions and getting answers. Also, a chance to be able to um, let some things out of out of our hearts that we might have been carrying as we've been preparing for this, Lord. I just thank you for this opportunity, and I pray that you bless Biblical Chile. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. Yeah. A few weeks ago, when we were, I lost a really close friend of mine. In fact, he was the one who introduced my wife and I through our mission trip. He was a pastor, and... His name was Pastor Hector. He had the most amazing voice when he preached. He sounded kind of like a low lion when he would pr preach. He had this, seriously, he had this really low tone to him. But he was such a caring, loving person. For, for, he was just a great guy. And then um, about five and a half years ago, he got diagnosed with ALS. That amazing guy stopped talking. Stopped. I, I mean, I still remember the last about three and a half years ago when we were at his house and he was able to communicate with us through cell phone and texting, but laughing and he was, but then after that, I saw this man who had a voice of a lion go from a preacher to just a vegetable in the bed. And it was really hard when he passed away um, a few weeks ago and we just had, they just had the funeral and you, and I gotta be honest, I was a little sore with God and Anyone who knows me knows I'm a joyous person, so it's hard for me to be sore with God because for five and a half years, I was truly believing in prayer like he was going to get healed. And and for a long time, I was just expecting a miraculous healing because the city that he was from in Bridgeport, it's such a corrupt city, and I was just in my mind, like, and... My heart was saying that, like, if he got healed, can you imagine the turnaround? It was like as if a mini Detroit happened and then this giant mir miracle, someone from ALS walking and talking again. And I really was looking forward to that. And it didn't happen. And then it started, did, is it okay to get mad at God started popping in my head? So that's the genesis of 
what like of this topic so so, so more things have happened since then and and like i've come to closure and we'll get to that but i just want to throw that out there first is it okay to be mad at god mike you want to go ahead and start it off okay so with respect to what you went through uh, i just had a friend die as well his life was a little bit in the same concept as yours he's a young guy younger than us a good godly young man great example for the youth and for pe you know christian people uh, he had a heart problem with some stuff and all this stemmed back to an accident that happened when he was younger and a person closed the gates and on a, on a trail and he didn't know it was closed and he hit it going through there on his four-wheeler and and he ended up getting injured real bad like his um, i believe it was his pancreas that got hurt real bad and so it was really at that point it started off the the transition in his life going from perfect health to um, then his uh, hot heart started giving way and different organs started messing up on him through his life. He was on a transplant list for his heart and he was just, it was amazing. His attitude and demeanor through all of it was just amazing. And all the way to the end, he was amazing. Just absolutely amazing. You could see the grace of God in him all the way to the end. And the impact that he had on people was just unbelievable. And at first you get angry because, you know, why didn't, why didn't God heal him? We prayed for him to be healed. But then you got to think back on all the stuff that he'd been going through and the testimony that he's had throughout these years of his young life. He was already an awesome testimony all the way up until the time he died. He was an awesome testimony. And the impact that he had on society as he was, and then now he's not, he's not hurting. Now he's not in pain. But at first it was like, why God? Why, why would you take him away from us? And in the past, I had other friends that were younger than me that died that were like unbelievably godly men. And in an instant, they were taken away. And it was like, why? Why God? Why would you do that? And I think a lot of people have those questions. They get angry at God. And, you know, there's an order and a pattern to everything God does. And, and sometimes I believe he takes some of his saints ahead of time, you know, because so do you of believe what's it's, going on. So but, what do you believe in lieu of the question, where do you think, do you think it's okay? Do you think it's okay to be angry with God? I think in an in a instant, you know, you might get angry with God. But when you finally sit and you talk to God about the situation, you're going to not be angry with God once you understand. If you understand God and his character, you're not going to get angry at him. You might get upset and, and in our human standpoint, you might get angry because we don't see the big picture. True. You know, and there's a lot of people, you know, so Bible says be angry and sin not. So, yeah, you can get angry at things, but God isn't somebody you want to get angry with. No. You know, and, I, and that's the way I look at it. Go ahead, Tom. We, we covered in our one of our previous episodes about the Holy Spirit. Our relationship with God, it's a relationship as, a, uh, as we have closer with any, any human that we have out here. It should be that deep. In, in James, it, it talks about being um, slow to anger and slow to speak and quick to understand. I think it's okay to be angry with God as long as uh, 
there's a, a defined start and an end to it. It's okay to be angry at the situation. It's okay to have anger. M- much like sometimes you can be angry with a spouse. Some actions that happen, this might get under your skin for a little bit. But then there's the forgiveness. There's the healing. It's, it's all part of our, our walk, our relationship. With relationship, there's always going to be ups and downs. Always. In every relationship. It's never hunky-dory. We don't always get what we want. But we ha- can I ask a question? Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt too much. Uh, you were saying, so there has to be a beginning and an end to it? Yes. So you're, are you s- insinuating that we shouldn't perpetually be angry? Right. Is that what you're going at? Yeah, you have to uh, deal with anger in a healthy way. Know that you are angry for this. Understand, identify the thing that you're angry at God with. And then take a step back identify what that is and say why am i wow okay so and so there's not just this this pool of anger just for the sake of being angry you're saying okay let, let's analyze this almost systematically and find out where this where right. this is going because from. once you come through this journey then your relationship only gets that much deeper well and then also i I believe the fact that, like, several struggles that I've gone through where I'm like, why me? And just why me? I just, I understand why people get angry. And I see, like, they don't see the bigger, bigger picture yet. And to lose somebody, unfortunately, the way life goes, it's just going to happen. May it be a dog. May it be some loved one. Maybe a friend. I've lost father, grandfather, several best friends. Many of them due to poor road constri- road conditions, unfortunately. And it's just, unfortunately, a way of life. If we could all live forever, I think it would be a boring little life. <laughs> yeah. So when I was preparing for this, I... As I was preparing, I was starting to listen to actually sermons, and there was a podcast in which Justin said that he, a preacher told him once that the human body is not equipped, or God never equipped us to— Right. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, we were never designed to experience that loss of death. Like, that's why death is such a hard— a hard-hitting thing for everybody is because we don't—we yeah. don't—we can't—we're not equipped with it. Yeah, so I started thinking about that because— Every time someone died that was close to me, I re- I'm really stink. And my wife says that I'm not a very, I'm I'm a compassion person and I love on people, but I have a hard time showing emotions apparently or having empathy. I'm really bad at that, and it's really hard in a funeral. And I vividly remember when I heard that in the, in the podcast. I thought back to when I had an uncle that died. I have a uh, a young cousin who who was asking me questions on that. And looking back now, man. I was just horrible at like, I'm like, I don't remember the exact words, but it pretty much was like, it will get better. Kind of like pat on the shoulder kind of, and I realized I'm good at listening, but I'm bad at um, giving empathy in that. When it came to like, so Hector, I was, I was praying about it and, and the Bible says that, um, Tom already brought it up that it would be slow to anger. And what it never says, it never in the Bible says, don't be angry. It says, be angry and, and sin not. Right, be angry, sin, sin not, not, yeah. And slow to anger. But it, so why is the point of being slow to anger? So I started thinking about it. 
when was I ever really mad? When I think back at the times, like I don't get mad instantly. And when it's at the, when it's at the house, it's because my wife and I have done something. She's done something over and over where we talked about it already. That's why I'm angry. It's not a quick thing. It's not like, oh, I tripped. Now I'm mad at the world because I tripped. <laughs> no. So yeah, I, I can see you being I don't think you're like that explosive volcano. I think you're like that. that I'm like that. A, that really long stick of dynamite. Shh, like it takes a long time. Yes, for and then it, it blows up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. So as as this was happening, I was thinking about the slow to anger concept. I started thinking back. I'm still upset that he died. And God gave me <laughs> these guys are cracking up over here about things. It's like God gave me this. Um. I had to call someone from back in, back in Connecticut, and actually he was a pastor too, and I know he was praying for that for his for this other pastor's healing. And at first, I God I thought God put this into my mind to help help him because I thought he was dealing with the same thing that I was dealing with. So I called him up and I'm like, "Hey, pastor, hey, it's me." And we were talking, and I was like, "Hey, I know he just died, and I know you were praying for him too." And and we were going back and forth on that, and he and he actually consoled me, because you know, I in my head I was going to be the one trying to give him compassion and stuff, but he's telling me a time that he went on a mission trip, and he prayed for someone who had um, this issue with their with a, a physical ailment. This guy was old and it was in pain. He prayed for him, and that night that guy died, and I'm like. And how is this? <laughs> how, are, how is this supposed to like, like settle this? <laughs> but actually, so he said that the bishop um, and he went to the mission trip with said, you know, God heals in different ways. Sometimes healing is taking someone home and some and you go from pain and suffering to a whole new body. And we don't know the, the testimony in which someone's uh, like that through their death. We don't know what kind of testimony that person had. As I started thinking about the missionaries, you hear stories about like missionaries dying in the name of Christ. Now, their family could be upset, but that sacrifice, that test, or even Jesus isn't of himself. Jesus, he died on a cross. He came here with the greatest man ever. Car if the rule of karma existed, he would, he's like the, he would be alive for forever. But the fact that he died, they crucified him, shows that karma doesn't matter because the greatest guy ever got crucified. Jesus died on a cross, got beat, got spit on, got ripped, got tails of nine claws, got skin ripped off, got spat on, got crown of thorns put on him, and then got stabbed after after a while to get blood out of his out of his side. And he died, and through that, the whole world is saved. At first, I gotta be honest, I was sore about it, but as I was contemplating it and the bible talked about being slow to anger i was thinking i really can't be mad at god what i am is i'm i'm hurt and i was trying to think was there ever a time i was mad at god and then the answer came to me of like i was never mad at god i'm just hurt and i'm not used to that now as a, and i'm getting to that age where you're in your mid-30s where alert, it's hard to say but you know you're going to start losing some of the some of the um, ba baby boomers, the older generations, they're going to start passing away. And as I get older, I'm going to have to learn how to deal with that. And that's been a complete, like a complete new journey for me in these past, this past few weeks, just thinking about the reality that that's coming now. And I need to know it's okay to be sore, 
But I don't think it's okay to be mad at God. To be mad at someone... Like when I'm mad at someone, I, what, what, what's the difference? Yeah. Okay. Like you're going down that so, road. Like what's, so what's the difference then if, if somebody's doing that mad is I want to punch you in your face. I don't think I've ever wanted to punch God in the face unless have good, you guys good ever luck wanted with to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Sully, have you ever wanted to punch God? In the- uh, maybe once or twice, but I noticed the fact that we're actually talking a lot about death. I look at death completely different from you guys. Because unfortunately, like I said, I've lost my grandfather, was in the hospital. I've lost my father who was in the hospital. And I've lost several other people that have passed away. And to me, it's unfortunate, but it's also just the next stage of your life. I don't see it as, you know what, I have their memory. I'm glad that I met them. And I'm glad they were here for me. But to me, I can't be angry at him because he decided to take him home now for me going through childhood i can be angry at him just maybe a little bit at times when i think about it but otherwise i'm not really no i can't not at all as a christian i think the best illustration of what we can look at in the bible is job did job get angry at god after he was put through all the stuff that he was put through in his life. He was a, rich, a very rich man, wealthy, had everything, had a lot of kids, had a wonderful you know, friendship with his friends. All these things was very influential. You know, The devil was wanting to see if he would deny God, and, and God was like, no, 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 he won't do it. You know, let, let's test this theory out. Let's see if Job's going to get angry at me and sin. And and curse God and you know die type thing, and his wife throughout, even tried to get him right. To do that. You know the devil was using every avenue he possibly could. His friends killing his kids, Thanks. all of it. He lost everything, and then he had boils from head to toe. I mean his so his health, his wealth, everything was taken away, and his family. You know so everything was taken away, but yet he did not get angry at God. He did not curse God, and. All of that, and he was a human man just like us. Can I tell okay, you one so, of the famous things that Job said? He said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Giveth, yes, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. Because right. he, he didn't care. It didn't matter to him. None of that mattered to he him. Knew like, God, he knew God was the one that gave him everything in the first place. And he knew God would be able to give him things back again. That's a beautiful If God example. wanted to, to do that. And that's, I, that's, I guess, the thing I look at from a Christian standpoint. Now, it's hard to understand that if you're not in a relationship with God, you would have been, well, I'm just going to curse God and die because you don't have that relationship with God. It doesn't matter to you because you don't have that God giveth and God taketh away because you don't, you don't even think about that, the fact that God reigns on the just and the unjust alike, and he's the one that provides the good things in your life. He's the one that takes care of you. It doesn't mean anything to you. From a Christian standpoint, I, I personally think, yes, you might get upset and you got, might get angry to a point like Tom said, but we, we as Christians have that spot where we go, whoa, I need to back up in a minute. Am I really going to get mad at God? Really? Really? I'm going to, no, 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 I'm not going down that road. You know, because we've had examples in the Bible. We've had examples in our history, what we're not supposed to do and, and how those play out and how God takes care of his people. 
from outside of the Christian realm, people get mad at God all the time. They blame God for things, even some things that he doesn't do. There's two different looks at it. You know, and I think, yeah, the world's going to get angry at God because the Bible says, let the heathen rage. They're going to get mad. They're going to get angry. Um, this is a, a great segue because uh, let the heathen rage. When I think of... <laughs> <laughs> when that I think like of a rock band or something, when I think of uh, an iconic person or even a made-up person being angry at God, I think of Lieutenant Diane. <laughs> oh, oh that no, is come a, on. That's a great, but that's a great story arc. Please, please explain who Lieutenant Dan is for the listeners who Lieutenant have no idea. Diane. L- Lieutenant Dan was Forrest Gump's best friend, but he was also his uh, his s- sergeant. Now uh, he lost his legs in the movie. I, I, it's an old movie, so I doubt this is a spoiler. And <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> he held resentment in his heart towards God for his condition, and for all of us five guys sitting around the table here that don't have impairments they don't we don't have any loss of limbs or anything like that it it, it can be hard for us to get in that headspace of somebody that could be really angry at god because they don't have a leg or they don't have legs they don't have the ability to do this and in this movie he had a one-on-one with god like he puts it it was a really raging storm and he was able to burn all of his anger out. And when the the sun came up, he was calm. Everything was humble. And he was out taking a swim in the lake. You know, this here, the, 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 the heathen raging, um, we're angry. We can be mad at God, but also we're angry at the one person that can comfort us through this. In John, uh, John 16, verse 7, Jesus is talking about himself, but this is a great analogy. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. We have loved ones that pass a lot, and we can get angry at God. And the last person that I lost was my grandmother looking around the funeral home as everyone came in to say their goodbyes, I looked at people that needed to hear what the preacher was saying during this, this, this funeral. So in order for them to hear that message, she had to go. Yeah. And it's, you know, his, his ways are, are higher than our ways. And it's okay for us to be mad for us a time for a season, but realize that there's, other lives being affected at the same time that that there's a greater tapestry being weaving than what we even know about. I'm, I'm glad you brought that. Up. I, I actually had a hard time with this one. And I know you guys, a lot of guys are talk, you're talking about death a lot. That's normally the, the case. And I'm glad you brought that up about the, you know, we're, we're not really equipped to, to deal with it. I had a hard time with this question because I don't know that I've ever actually been mad at God for something, and I, I I don't know how to put that. But I mean, if you guys know me, I don't actually get angry very often. I'm kind of a laid back guy, for the most part. 
I actually, I asked my pastor, I'm like, okay, so, so is it okay to get angry with God? And I, I wanted some, a little bit of outside insight on this. And one thing I thought that he said, because I, I, I thought, okay, you know, it's okay to be angry with God, but with all, uh, tying everything that you guys have all said together is the emotion is fine, but scripture does say, you know, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Yep. Uh, be angry, but sin not, you know, all of these things tie together that says, you know, angry is a natural, just emotion that can come about, but what do we do with that emotion and where does it go? And my pastor said, we can be angry with God and we can actually vent to God all we want. But he said, where the question of whether it's right or wrong to be angry with God stops right after you're done venting and whether you're willing to listen to what God has to say or not, that's where the fulcrum really lies. Are you going to listen to what God is trying to tell you about your venting and about your, like you were just talking about comforting. Maybe God is trying to comfort you and you're still venting, you know, and Tom, you were talking about how it, there has to be an end to this. When that end comes and God's like, okay, you've said your piece. Can I say mine? Can I show you mine? And my, my pastor said, cause I, my question was not, is it okay to be angry with God? I said, is it sinful to be angry with God? And that's the direct question I asked my pastor. And that's what he said is he said, I don't know that you could say that it's a sin to be angry with God, but he said, I think you are walking on dangerous grounds when you're unwilling to listen to what God has to say after your anger has been released. That's a perfect. So I actually had that Ecclesiastics right on my phone because it says, be angry and yet do not sin and do not let the sun go down upon your anger. And the reason, so we keep talking about death, which I, again, like you said, and I, I brought it up, so I understand that. But um, when in your couple, and your your wife or your husband, and you guys are arguing, the Bible says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Why? Because you can start to dwell. And as you meditate on biblical things, you can also meditate on things that are negative. And my my wife and, and I, we have the tendency is like, you didn't put that in the hamper. <laughs> Ten minutes later, you didn't put that in the hamper. And I asked you. <laughs> 20 minutes later you didn't put that in the hamper you were so lazy and three hours later you didn't put it in the hamper because you just never care about my opinions and, and then four hours later you just don't care about my feelings and i'm like i don't know but uh, things start to explode as if you don't deal with things this past week i was um when i was sore i and calling pastor and i there was a time of transition of the emotional time the prayer time asking for advice and asking what my wife and asking other people and then the listening to God and through other people, through other pastors, I went through that full circle in like three or four days of like anger. Go like, And that was a long time for me. It was usually an emotional thing. I'm like, ow, two minutes later. Hey, what are we having for dinner? I don't, I'm, I'm, I get past emotions pretty quickly. Like if I get angry, I get angry for a, for a millisecond. And then two days later, I'm like, I don't even remember what we were arguing about, but she does. <laughs> like my wife would remember things for years later, but I don't, I just forget about things. So um, that, that's the thing I, I love about my family. Like we're, we're that family that we go to bed, we wake up, we're like, what were we angry about? I'm good with, my wife is good with that too, though. She really is like when we are, when we're fighting, she, we can be fighting. And then three hours later, we, we can be fine watching movies. Like, and I, the, when I got married, my old pastor Miller, he says, a good marriage is two people who are good at forgiving, learning to live with each other. Because if you can't forgive someone, you're not in a great relation. And that's the same concept with God. So 
So I think about it. I'm if I'm frustrated with God, and I love how you said you got to be w- willing to listen to the Lord at that moment because you can't dwell on that. You can't dwell on it. Has there ever been a point in your lives, any of you guys, that you had a time where you were dwelling on something, or you felt like you could have been too long in this in this spot where you ha- where God had to move you through for anger? If it's if not God, but it's someone else. Well, unfortunately, I'm. That's one of my big issues is anger, and there's many people that I've honestly written off. If you like. I hate to sound selfish, but it's like you didn't abide by my rules. All right, you're no longer existent to me. So uh, still still dwelling on that anger, still cool. dwelling on the anger. Man, I don't know. That's why I struggled with this one because I've never I, – I get it, though. It's hard. It's hard to think about. And the only reason I brought this up was someone had to die for me to get, like, Thor. Mike? I had a pastor friend tell me – I was struggling a lot with a lot of different anger problems with between kids and wife and other things. He told me anger leads to bitterness because that's what you end up going towards after you're angry, then you start getting bitter. And bitterness is like taking a poison pill and expecting the other person to die. And that's, so that's a lot like unforgiveness too. It's just, it's they all lead hand in hand. And when it all boils down to it, if you look at those concepts and everything that we're talking about, it all boils down to one main thing that we are not doing, and we are not being thankful. So we're we're unthankful for who God is, and every situation we're put in, whether it's a a friend dying or whether it's a, a bad situation in our life, whatever we're going through, we can still be thankful to God no matter what we're going through. And if we are thankful, we're not going to get bitter because we won't get to that point in our being upset or being you know, frustrated with God, we won't get past that point because it won't last. Like Tom was saying, it'll, it'll be a quick and short, you know, Oh God, come on, please help me, Lord. You know, why are you not doing this? And then we go, wait a minute, maybe I should backtrack. Why do we do that? Because if we're thankful for who God is and what he's done in our life, what he's doing in our life, then we'll never get to that point of, of continuing on into that endeavor. So my aspect of this whole thing is, yes, I've been in a lot of situations and thank God my wife didn't kill me uh, and other things. You know, there, there's been a whole transition. Yeah, I'm 40 years old, been married for, wow, let's say 20. Oh, oh, here it comes, here it comes. This will be 21 years. So it's amazing that you know, I'm still alive. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, in respect to that, that's, you know, I've gone a lot of situations. I, I was upset with God in, in different areas. And then I fall back and I'm like, why? Why was I doing that? And it all boiled down to I was unthankful in my situation. I was unthankful for what God was putting me through, even if it was dealing with a situation personally or dealing with something from somebody else. Right. I, I had a, a, a moment, moment time season actually season because it was all summer and I'll, I'll give you the short short version it wasn't somebody dying it was losing somebody in my life 
Uh, it was a girl that I'd been dating for like a couple of years in high school. And she just left. You know, I graduated. She was still in school. And I was bitter. I don't know if I'd say I was angry, but I didn't understand why. And so I was bitter toward God, like, kind of like what you're saying, Mike, with, with the unthankfulness. I was just, I could not understand how this path is a path that was possible in my life without her in it. So it, it broke me like that. And it just, it, it really did. Like the whole, the whole concept of heartbreak that it's real. Like it literally feels like your heart is a piece of glass that had just been shattered. A after talking to God a while and studying scripture and, 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 I'm, I'm, and I mean, literally just directly addressing God, why is this happen kind of thing. Yeah. And it was God kind of, you know, kind of, kind of this attitude of exactly the, the way that Mike went down was, was the whole thankfulness that God was basically saying, am I not enough for you? Am, is my salvation not enough for you? And there was one Psalm that I thought was very interesting that I, I read it today during lunch or at least most of it. David goes, the first half of the Psalm is David going over the wicked prospering and he's, he's just kind of venting. You can tell why does the wicked prosper? Why are all these evil things happening? Why do wicked men uh, are allowed to be rich and da, 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 da. And he goes and then halfway through the Psalm, he just kind of, but God, your grace is wonderful. Your magnanimity is awesome. The wickedness will be destroyed someday. All of this will be over. Uh, you know, Jesus, please, or not, you know, God, please come soon, you know, type of thing. Like, I mean, it just, it was like this like parallel like, type of psalm where it's just, he's venting, 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 and all of a sudden takes a deep breath and goes, but it'll be okay. I know you're there, and and I know it'll be okay. So I I don't, in my personal opinion, I don't think Dave was sinning on that word. Bob? So a season, you, you mentioned a season. Yeah. And as I sit here and reflect, it took, had, had to be quiet for a while because to understand how I felt during this time, growing up, I didn't have a bad childhood, but there was lots of times where I didn't feel special. Like, like there was lots of things happening to people around me, and I, wasn't, I, w I didn't feel special enough to God that things would go my way you know oh i don't have a girlfriend yet our family has no money you know we're having to do this so uh, i went through a, a lot of years of oh poor me poor me and then i got to a car accident and even after that it was still poor me i got into a car accident i broke bones and r ruined my uncle's car and you know all this poor me Flash forward many years later, as I sit back and reflect on when I had that shift of paradigm, that car accident was so severe that I, I could have died. So if I was looking for any kind of a, a sign or a, an act of God that says, listen, you are special to me, that was it. That was one of the first of many. That led into a domino effect of all these other great things. Sometimes we get so tied up in how we're feeling at that moment that we we don't look at all the other big blessings that actually did happen. Now, um, in James, it talks about it too. It's like um, 
you know, reading the Bible, understanding it, is like, and then not putting it into practice, is like looking in the mirror, and then when you walk away, you forget what you look like. So it's a, I can see how it can be easy to hold resentment and and that you know anger in that in that sense because I'm not an angry kind of person either, so I don't like lose my temper and fly off the handle, you know. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like a slow burn. It's like a just something that sits there and eats at you until you realize that you're just in your own way. So like I said, I was a joyous guy. I don't know if everyone goes through these seasons, but when I was a younger man and trying to get a grasp of the future and and start to think of your self-worth, the devil had me for like a a little bit of a season. I remember, especially this one summer in my um, early 20s, I went into a deep depression. I mean, I was even suicidal at that point. And I was walking away from God. I was just like, I don't remember if I was 22, 23, 24. I don't remember. But I do remember um, backsliding from church a bit where I would still go to church because there was still a draw. No matter what I could do, God always drew me. God always had me. But I wanted to rebel against it, but I just couldn't fully rebel. But I was, because of that, I I was going through, like, I wanted to be part of the world, but not really part of the world. I kept having the seesaw effect. I would go to church on Sunday, but even though I partied on Saturday night, um, I never drank. I've never done drugs, but I would, I would be around guys that were drunk and it was just a weird time in my life. And I remember just being depressed and suicidal and I was angry at God for, and I do remember being angry at God for like, all right, God, I'm living in the city. I'm never going to get out of like the same concept as you were saying, Tom, like poor me, poor me. I'm so selfish. And I remember going on a Thursday night to a revival service that and I'm supposed to be doing the sound, by the way. And I ended up going only on Thursday. I, I missed a Wednesday. I went to Thursday to do equipment and to do the work. And they had this preacher, Brian McDonald, a Southern, a Southern preacher from the Assemblies of God Church down south. And we weren't even in the Assembly of God Church. Anyway, he just preached a, um, Flesh to Dry Bones. And that was the name of his sermon. And I just I remember coming up to the sermon and like the spirit just drawing me, drawing me, drawing me. And I gave my and I rededicated my life. But all this bitterness and anger, when I just let it go, I don't know if it was just physically letting it go, but it felt like pounds of flesh coming off my shoulder. And I mean, I was like bawling and like this is a big hairy dude just bawling in the front of God, front in front of the <laughs> altar. And like I remember giving my rededicating my life. And going from and it was instant though going from suicidal, where knowing that like uh, there's a gun at the uh, where I was gonna get it uh, all that even though I looked super happy all the time, I I went from that to like the next week being full of joy again because I rededicated my life to God and but that that goes back I just I just want to say yeah. like that goes back to like everything that we've said about this which is that there was an end to that frustration, that depression, that, that, that suicide, that ev- everything you just, uh, more or less, if I, if I can say this, laying it on God. Exactly. And His just letting brush. it go. Was it my wife that said it? Oh, someone said it, that God's shoulders are massive, that he, his shoulders can, t- can take the blunt and take the load. And 
all you have to do, like Jesus Christ says it all the time, just accept me as your Lord and Savior, confess with your mouth, believe with your heart, and you will be saved. If you give that to Jesus, if you do that, it's amazing the transformation that will truly happen. I mean, the God has done God has done miracles my entire life, and God has kept me from so many crazy things. But when I rededicated my life, and from then on, like moving forward, like I same with Justin before, I was in love with this one woman, and she broke it off. And I'm not even gonna lie, I was a horrible mess. Like it took like nine years before I ever really committed to someone else. It was just I remember being in church when we Man, broke. Man, mine was like maybe four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, see, you, but you guys are white. I'm Latin, so Latins are way more passionate. <laughs> so Latins, we all, yeah, we all human, man. No, so, but I remember praying in church by myself because this is when we, I used to, like again I did sound equipment and stuff. So and I took care of the property. I was in church and just crying out to God like God I never want to date anyone else ever again unless it's my wife and I was in, mad and in tears uh, I'm like be careful what you pray for these then <laughs> my wife is the next one later but um, I just want to say wrapping it up that you, if you give all that anger all that bitterness don't dwell in a place if you're dealing with anger right now it's okay for a season but like everything, if you plant a, if you plant a seed in the ground, you're not going to expect it to be a seed in the ground for forever. You're going to at some point want some fruit, some crop. Same thing with your life. Don't let yourself be stuck in one situation in life. Don't dwell in it. Move forward and take that next step into it. And whether that means asking God in prayer or if you want to ask for help or have a question, the guys at Biblical Chile are always looking and ready to comment on Facebook or the twittering bird or anything if you have a comment or a question or just even need prayer we're here for you and we're ready for anything so let's just wrap it up um tom you want to start it off yeah thanks for listening guys this has been tom this is justin this is the northern transplant israel this is sully and this is mike thanks again for listening everybody and we'll talk to you next week why hello again I hope you had a great time. Feel free to reach out to that chili crew on the interwebs. You can reach them at that book of faces, also a twittering bird, and you can also send an electronic mail at biblicalchili at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you soon.